Y'all good? Yes, I think I am good now. I was trying to set up and stuff. <laughs> I started up the thing and all of a sudden I just hear a bunch of office supplies being thrown against the whiteboard. Yes. <laughs> Tell Terry and all them to get out. <laughs> My time. Even me, I'm back from the Shadow Realm. No. Leave, Alan Moore. Oh. I had my whole big evil plan monologue ready to go after all that time in the Shadow Realm, but I guess I'll just have to save it for another time. You can keep your stupid Pegasus eye and all that. Yeah, sure. Alright. It's, um... I'm pretty sure you're referring to the Millennium Eye specifically. Like, are you talking about the eye Pegasus had in the Yu-Gi-Oh anime? Alan Moore, I'll send you back to the Shadow Realm. No, 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 I'm on, I'm on my way out. I'm on my way out. I'm going. All right. All right. I'm getting up. I'm going. Walking away. Sitting down my drink. You validate parking, right? No. Oh. You have meters outside. Did you? Did you put anything in? Uh, he just he just walked out the door. His toads probably got towed away. <laughs> towed away. Yeah. They got towed. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome to Starbrand <laughs> Comics, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was uh. I was adjusting some office supplies because right before the episode, I was playing the Oculus Quest. Uh, I was yeah. in the world. I'm I'm really contemplating uh, whether or not I'm gonna like leave the sound like the full clip of you shuffling the uh, stuff around in there for the joke or what? Because that's gonna be how the episode starts. No, so, <laughs> if, I, if I do leave it in. <laughs> Yeah, I was just trying to move some stuff because, like, I cl- I cleaned my room um, shortly after I got the Oculus Quest because I was like, I can't just keep playing this in the living room. Yeah. I look like an insane person. Yeah. So I cleared, like, a six-by-eight space in my room, and I've just been playing in that. I was playing uh, Pistol Whip, which is, mm-hmm. like, a game where you're basically John Wick, and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, I uh, since the last time we recorded, the couch in my room has been replaced by a recliner. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning back. I'm rocking back and forth. It's all good. I'm not reclined or anything right now. I'm just. Oh, I gotcha. I got the um, Wikipedia article for the Loki TV show pulled up in front of me. Nice, in case I nice, need any extra nice. info on anything. Yeah, yeah, I've got my uh, <clears throat> my Word document with like teeny tiny bullet points on random stuff. Yeah, which oh, one man. of them? One of them, so, so some of them deal with Loki, but I wanted to address these. 
Um, I had mentioned in a previous episode how sometimes wait, 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 wait. Before, before we get into it, before we get into it, I don't think we introduced ourselves by name yet. I introduced the show, but I don't think either of us have said our own names yet, have we? No, I'm Alan oh. Moore. <laughs> I'm T.O. <laughs> and that's Brandon. Yeah. Um, and this is Storybrain Comics. You already knew that at this point. Um, yeah. There's 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 a there's a couple of layers of you already knew that by now. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm T.O. He's Brandon as Alan Moore. Um, yeah. Or Alan Moore as Brandon. Ooh, spooky. Ooh. Alan Moore's doing a really good uh, American accent right now. Yeah, yeah. And also, he's really talented um, for having just, like, had a back-and-forth conversation with the Brandon persona as well just a minute ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then and then getting up out of his seat and opening and closing a real door that actually exists in the physical room he's recording in to help sell the uh, uh, effect of him leaving the room. Yeah. Me, Alan Moore, I, I'm very talented. Yeah. So today's episode is about the Loki TV show that Disney Plus um, finished airing for the first time, like, at the time of this recording, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. It's It's been a bit, we're super late on this one. Um, yeah. It, that's that's my fault because I've had work stuff like the past two or three weeks to where we couldn't record. So, listener, whatever episode came out recently for you, I guess I don't know. It's weird. We're the, in, the last weird. episode before this one because as soon like once we're finished recording this, like tomorrow I'm going to be editing um, to get to get it out by the end of the week. But uh, so at the time, by the time this episode comes out, last week's episode will be George Lucas's OnlyFans. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, like the last time we recorded was like three or four weeks ago. Yeah, it's been close to a month since the last time we recorded. Yeah, but I we think. had that much of a backlog of episodes built. Oh up yeah, yeah. Because there was like we were recording like almost twice a weekend um for a couple weeks there oh yeah yeah like yeah like it, it would recording be on Friday and then monday we would yeah i remember that, yeah there were a couple of times like that where we would record on a friday and then again the following monday yeah so, so yeah like like kind of twice a weekend we were recording for a bit so we built up quite the backlog, but yeah, I'm pushing this one out because we have it. I want to say at least two episodes actually still that that we have recorded that aren't released yet. Oh, um, wow. yeah. So, uh, uh, like I'm, I'm pushing this one out before those two. So those uh, those two episodes when they come out after this one, um, you know, listeners just know that like those were recorded before this. So if we refer to Loki and like. A future tense or a present tense in those that's because at the time we recorded them loki was still unfinished i was about to say what was the episode that we speculated who the the person over the tva was um all right i'm going to tell you i'm actually going to cut our loki discussion out of that one because um i want to present the illusion that we were always right we always have the right ideas but uh <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, that was Fat Albert versus the World. Oh, okay, okay. So that one's just going to be Fat Albert versus the World. Uh, yeah, plus whatever jokes we told before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got. Um, but uh, 
so that's a little <laughs> so for listeners i'm I'm leaving this bit in um but uh because uh, i don't want to have to try and cut it all out so for listeners um uh that's a little title preview for a future episode fat albert versus the world yeah. uh get excited for that one because i'm like as much of a fever dream as that episode was to record like i love it oh yeah yeah like it was, it was super entertaining because it, it was one of those that like we didn't plan on even doing like sometimes we'll yeah, do it was supposed to be a discussion episode. Yeah. Like it was essentially like a impromptu one shot kind of. Yeah. Where every idea was accepted. Yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing was left out. I, I want a writer's room like that. That way we make the dumbest movies ever. Yes. You know, dude, there's a market for dumb movies. I oh, would, yeah. I would... yeah love to like be the guy who makes the dumbest movie because then like yeah. i have an ist something i have a most something to my credit yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, you know, now i'm like getting a little bit serious in terms of like maybe in the future just forming a writer's room and any idea that someone says we say yes to and then there's just an amalgamation of all those ideas santa claus is actually made of peanut butter and he's been fooling the world that's my pitch. Dang it, Tom, you did it again. Another <laughs> Peanut Santa Butter Santa Claus <laughs> coming this Christmas. Rated R. <laughs> Rated R. <laughs> July 9th. Whoa, wait, July 9th. What? Christmas in July. <laughs> Peanut Butter Santa Claus. Now that idea is out in the world for just anyone to use. Credit me. You're welcome. Yeah. That's a free idea, but credit me and also like pay me. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if anyone's like, well, I'll just tweak it a little bit and make it chocolate Santa Claus, we're on to you. Yeah. Chocolate's not that far from peanut butter. Yeah. Come on. No, 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 it's apple butter Santa Claus. It's it's completely different. <laughs> It's Nutella it's, Santa. It's not butter, butter Santa Claus. <laughs> Margarine Santa Claus. <laughs> Nutella Claus. See the Nutella Claus. The I can't believe it's not butter company um, formed a deal with Santa to make this movie. They're making their own movie, and somehow they involved Santa in it. You're telling me there are people mixing butter in with I can't believe it's not butter to make I can believe some of it's butter? <laughs> Madness. They go on the naughty list. If there's one thing I know as Santa Claus, there are people who do not believe. So I understand. Alrighty. So, okay, now, um, Brandon, real yes. quick, you have not seen Black Widow yet. I have not. I was going to see it uh, last night, but I was too sleepy. Okay. So I'm going to provide a quick spoiler-free review for my opinion of Black Widow. Um, okay. And then we're going to move on. We're not going to get super in-depth on Black Widow. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so my quick spoiler-free review for Black Widow is, um... 
I personally enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, there is some like, and, and I, I always compare my opinion to other people's criticism of things for some reason. Um, but there is some legitimate criticism out there for this movie. Um, it's just not, uh, being presented as often as the bad and, and, um, poorly thought out criticisms for the movie, like, right. uh, which is, you know, the usual thing with Marvel movies, people with bad takes usually are heard more. Um, yeah. Because, as I've said before, there there are things to genuinely pick apart about Marvel's movies, um, and people almost never actually find the right things to criticize. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah. Um, uh, I've, I've heard a lot of just really unintelligent criticism about Black Widow, um, personally, and it's like, no, like, don't listen to those. The movie's fine. Um... I, I know everyone says like uh you know the, like we already saw her die in Endgame why does this movie even matter I don't know for the for the same reason that like your loved ones ma- still matter after they're dead so you know just yeah like just because a character's dead doesn't mean interesting stories can't still be told with them yeah um, uh now I will say though in terms of like um. Like the the like mechanism of the plot, like the way the plot works as a machine, um, is very similar to. I, now I don't want to say what it is because it will spoil it, but it is similar to a previous Marvel movie. Um, okay. Like in terms of the plot, it is like extremely similar to a specific previous Marvel movie. I'm not going to tell you what it is because once you see it, you will be able to identify it. Um, right. But yeah, it's just uh, it has a lot in common with an with another previous Marvel movie in terms of like how its plot functions. But um, if you don't view this movie as pure mechanism, because unfortunately people have a tendency to do that, um, it is a good showcase of um, like Black Widow as a character. Um, it's a nice last hurrah for Scarlett Johansson in the role. Um, because I don't know that she's coming back after this. Right, right. Um, it introduces a new cast of characters that um, I feel will be at least semi-important moving forward. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it has an interesting personal conflict between its hero and its villain. Um, a lot of people criticize the relationship between Natasha and her villain for the movie. Um, but I personally think they sold it quite well. Okay. So yeah, that's my quick spoiler free review of black widow. Um, Oh, also the opening credits, uh, were, was like very striking. Um, cause the movie has a little bit of a prologue sequence before it moves into the opening credits. Yeah. Um, those opening credits are kind of haunting. Okay. So, uh, like, yeah, it was. It, I I wasn't quite expecting that. It really sets the tone for the majority of the movie. Um, yeah. Because Black Widow overall is a little bit of a darker movie than Marvel typically makes. It ha- tonally it has more in common with Winter Soldier than it does with um, like an Avengers movie. Okay. So like it's it it feels more like a Captain America movie than anything else. Yeah, yeah. 
which can be expected from Black Widow. She's very yeah. like Captain America adjacent. Yeah. So yeah, that's my quick spoiler-free review on Black Widow, and now we can talk super heavy spoilers on Loki because that's what we do. Like for for any <laughs> for any of our listeners out there, our policy on spoilers tends to be. Um, if one of the two of us hasn't seen something, we typically avoid it unless we give the other person like verbal consent that we're okay with the spoilers. Yeah. But if we've both seen it, then we will just spoil it right here. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, well, we are usually late to the party, so you had plenty of time. Yeah. And also, we do give spoiler warnings on stuff, so yeah. if we spoil you on something, there's really no one to blame but yourself. Bruce Willis was a ghost the whole time? Oh my gosh, dude, I haven't seen Die Hard yet. <laughs> so anyway, I have seen Die Hard actually, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, but only the first Die Hard, I haven't seen the rest of them. I've seen one and four, I haven't seen the others. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen two or three or whichever other ones they've made. Um, yeah. If they've made more than four, I don't know. There's uh, like five of them. It's insane. Really? But, um, yeah. So, Loki, uh, the the Norse trickster god uh, from Jotunheim, also a comic book character. He got a TV show. Yeah. Now it's time to talk about it. Six episodes. I thought it was really good. Just like getting getting like personal opinions out of the way right now. I think this is the best Disney Plus Marvel show so far. I'm trying to think. So we had WandaVision, we had uh Captain America or, or Falcon Winter Soldier, um which is gonna lead into Captain America. Captain America. Um and then this uh I think I might agree. I think I might agree to saying that this one was the best one. It's also the first one whose like production was unimpacted by COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah. This is the first one that got to like be made kind of free of all that. So I feel like that also probably plays a role in it. Yeah, yeah. Because I was trying to think between this and One Division, because I like One Division more than Falcon uh, Winter Soldier. But my problem with One Division is there's like one or two episodes where it's like eh like I, I, I don't know you could have possibly you didn't have to but you could possibly trim some down especially when the stuff that's happening in the real world like I didn't care about like any of that yeah, um, yeah but there were Loki, a couple of moments in WandaVision that felt a little bit fillery especially yeah. when I and I realized they felt fillery after like I would watch them for the second time with my family because the way I watch, have watched these Marvel shows so far, because my parents have been watching them with me, is I would yeah. watch it once by myself, um, and then once with my parents. And um, like I noticed, like on the second watch when I was like watching with my parents, I kind of noticed like Wandavision felt like it dragged in certain parts. Yeah. On the rewatch. Yeah. Um. Same with Falcon and Winter Soldier. There was a couple moments on the rewatch where, like, it felt like, yeah, this is um, slowing down a little bit. It didn't feel quite as much like that as WandaVision did at parts. Yeah. But, um, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier always at least felt like it knew what direction it was heading in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but uh, like WandaVision sometimes felt like it was just stalling until the cliffhanger at the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point with WandaVision. Like, yes, like, I like the uniqueness and the weirdness compared to, like, I'm not saying Falcon Winter Soldier is generic Marvel, but, like, when you compare the two, it feels more like that than yeah. uh, than WandaVision. But, yeah, WandaVision, yeah. like you're saying, it's like you're at least with, like, a third of the episodes just waiting for that ending of the episode. Yeah, the, the novelty of WandaVision is a huge part of what I think helped like push it forward. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, with the Malcolm in the Middle episode specifically, um, that like late 90s, early 2000s sitcom style mm-hmm. one, like that one in particular felt very much like it was just killing time until the episode needed to end. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I feel like is probably another reason why that's my least favorite episode, on top of the fact that it just it emulated my least favorite era of sitcoms. Yeah, I get you. But I had mentioned that because I think Loki, I mean, I, I'd probably have to watch it again to see. Loki didn't really feel that fillery to me. No, Loki wasted really none of its time, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, even episode, I want to say three would be the one that um you could easily point to and say is like filler in my opinion um like the just the relationship building and the character interactions by themselves are worth the episode i was about to say that episode is my least favorite but the point of that episode like you were saying is that relationship between loki and sophie yeah like like increasing that relationship yeah like Loki as a show, like regardless of what it's doing, it wastes none of its own time. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Um, I I like a lot of it. I have like some complaints with some of it, but overall, pretty good. Yeah. Um, now I will say. And this is just always going to be the case with time travel. Um, I'm, I am. It is starting to get confusing trying to get like a handle on how time works. Um, oh, in, in the Marvel in the MCU specifically, because yeah. um, I I know I know time travel. You're not really supposed to think too hard about it, otherwise you're going to hurt yourself. Um, but yeah, it is it is a little difficult to figure out um, what exactly is going on, how the multiverse functions now that it exists, and um, like 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 what's up with time? Because because all right, we're yeah we're getting like heavier into like end of yeah, series but, spoilers. I don't know if we're going to tackle like each episode in order. Um, yeah, but uh, like we're just kind of talking in general, I guess. But like. So, He Who Remains, which it's pretty obvious at this point to the comic book fans that this is Kang. Yeah, um, yeah. And also people who pay attention to Marvel's casting announcements. Yeah, yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> that's, okay, so that's one thing I wanted to mention is, like, because we knew the casting and stuff, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh. Like, like we'll get into this in a little bit, but... um when you know the casting, it's instantly revealed once you see his face. And it's just yeah. kind of like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, yeah. As soon as you see that it's Jonathan Majors, you know, and if you've been paying attention to the casting, you know immediately, like, oh, it's Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, this version of him was referred to as He Who Remains, so it seems they're going with, um, rather than going with outright, just like exclusively time travel Kang, it seems like they're going for like time travel plus multiverse Kang. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not just one Kang traveling throughout the, like, the timeline doing things. It looks like it's going to be a huge number of them. Which, at this point, I feel like is gonna be confusing a little bit. But also, it is a good way to, like, make him that one-step-up villain from Thanos. Yeah, because it's not just... It's it's the super-powerful guy that, like, ton of time travel stuff like that, but it's, like, a ton of them. It's a bunch of this guy. Yeah, all with their own unique personalities and motivations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Like the, you, you might see team-ups with some of the heroes with one of the Kangs. You, you yeah. never know. Yeah, because in the comic books, Kang has, like, multiple incarnations of Kang have been heroic. Iron Lad yeah. is a heroic Kang. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, obviously more of them have been villainous, like, uh, like Rama Tut and Immortus and Kang himself. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like like there are heroic Kangs. So um, uh, yeah, the it's it's gonna be interesting to see uh how it all plays out. Um, given the fact that they've essentially confirmed Kang is Thanos's replacement. Yeah, yeah. Like um, like we we beat King Piccolo. It's time to move on to Frieza. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> that's that's kind of what it feels like. Thanos is the MCU's King Piccolo. Yeah. And Kang is the Frieza. Who is our cell? Cell? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even see. Here's the thing. Once you get past whichever round, like, however many phases it takes to get through this arc, like, how do you get bigger than the multiverse and, like, Kang? You know That's what I mean? the thing is, like, yeah, how do you, yeah, because I, I was thinking, like, Galactus and stuff, but there's, like. <laughs> At this the, point, Galactus feels like a step down. Yeah, exactly, because, like, you would have to make, like, a Galactus where, like, well, I'm trying to think. Is there multiple Galactuses in each, like, is there a Galactus in each universe? There, yeah, typically there is. Like, as far as I'm aware, um, the only entity in the Marvel Universe that is truly singular is the Phoenix Force. Okay, you'd have to go with something that's, like, a singular thing in the yeah. multi. Yeah. Yeah, because like I said, like, um, like as, as far as I'm aware, the Phoenix Force is the only singular thing. Because, like, yeah. the Phoenix Force that you see in the Ultimate comics is the same Phoenix Force from the main comics. Right, um, right, or Age of Apocalypse, or Age of Ultron, or whatever universe you might yeah, see yeah. Phoenix Force in, it's always the same one, which I think is is like crazy. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, it's ridiculous to try to keep track of all the different universes this one thing might have interacted with. But um, yeah, so like, yeah, the only thing I can think is like if you want to truly bring it like a step up, if they're not planning to just do away with the multiverse at the end of this saga. Um, is, yeah, do something singular like the Phoenix Force. Yeah. Because um, even like a, 
like Thanos. Like if you compare him to his closest DC equivalent, which would be Darkseid. Like Darkseid in the DC universe, if I'm not mistaken, he is singular, isn't he? Like in DC's multiverse. Yeah, he is. He's outside of the multiverse. Yeah. So even even in Marvel, like Thanos is isn't like that. He's not singular. He is yeah. He is as infinite as the multiverse itself. Um, yeah. just like most beings are. So yeah, uh, it's weird. Like, I mean, like we've talked about it before how DC characters feel more powerful or more godlike. The reason I mentioned that is because like there's a lot of characters that are outside the multiverse. Like you have yeah. the new gods, you have Dark Side, the anti-monitor. Like, yeah, you have like steps above those, like the anti-monitor, and it just keeps going further and further. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then you look at Marvel, the way Marvel is structured, like they have Eternity, who is the physical embodiment of the universe itself. But if I'm not mistaken, there is an eternity for every universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know that there's a living tribunal for every universe or an infinity for every universe. There's probably an infinity for every universe. Um, yeah. Uh, and things like that. But like, yeah, like there, I believe there is an eternity for every universe and an infinity for every universe. And then things like the living tribunal or Kronos and like beings like that probably repeat over the multiverse. Um, Though I'm not 100% certain of that. The, the Living Tribunal might be singular, but I can't think of a reason why it would uh, be a villain at any point. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not... I'm not super into Marvel's cosmology. Um, like, I'm not, like, up to date on everything. I'm not aware of all of the big things. Um, so, like, yeah. I don't know if the Living Tribunal has been a villain in the past or what its motivation to do so would have been yeah i don't know i could never get into it yeah yeah marvel's like cosmic sector particularly where their big ridiculous cosmic gods are concerned uh can get a bit weird and like mind screwy uh like a lot of the concepts that they present are just like this is like extremely esoteric yeah, like it's just it's just something hard to like wrap your head around, and you're like that this, like this feels, it feels weird to think about an entity like that, even in fiction. Yeah, so, that's why a lot of times fiction, like both DC, Marvel, as well as just like fiction across the board, they'll usually take those type of entities and like place them almost in like a human body type form, so it's easier yeah. to understand. But yeah, um, I, I genuinely have no idea. Like, once Kang's out of the way, uh, where could they possibly go? But here's the thing. Um, based on what I've observed, it doesn't seem like Kang is, like, it right now. It, yeah, yeah. It feels like Marvel is planting the seeds for about two or three ongoing sagas that will, like, occur simultaneously with each other. Right. Um, so that if you're not really invested in one big bad villain, there's a different big bad villain to follow. Cause like, right. uh, there, like there's Kang the Conqueror who seems to be like the obvious Thanos replacement. Um, and he's like, he's your cosmic level bad guy. Yeah. Um, you know, multiverse time travel, all that jazz. Um, Next one, like next step down, seems like secret invasion is the, like one of the things they're building up. Um, 
they planted the seeds for it in Spider-Man Far From Home as well as WandaVision. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and I can only assume they're going to continue doing so in Miss Marvel. Um, yeah. And then it seems like there's a little bit of a, uh, like a ground level super soldier crossover coming with uh, things like, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Black Widow having just passed us. Yeah. Yeah. Like it kind of seems like, and with Hawkeye coming up, it kind of seems like the super soldier section of Marvel's universe is going to be getting its own sort of crossover soon. Yeah. So, and it's just, we just have yet to see like how each of these stories inevitably intersect and whether or not any of these sagas that are taking place concurrently have any major impact on one another. Um, Right. Because we already know that WandaVision had an, has had at least some impact on what's going to be going down in a secret invasion and like the, the Captain Marvel stuff, since that's how Monica got her powers. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though WandaVision is likely going to contribute more towards like the big multiverse thing, since Wanda's going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. As is Loki. But yeah, so like we've already seen like one of these sagas at its beginning impact another one. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just kind of interested to see where it goes. Oh yeah. And now I'm just thinking about the uh the last episode of Loki. Yeah. Like, obviously there's there's uh talks about you can talk about like the whole series, but the big thing is what happens at the end because a lot of the series is leading up to who's over the TVA. Yeah. I I will say this. I okay. I'm, I'm gonna go multiple directions with this. I'll first say whenever it showed who it was, like we've been hyping it up. Last episode was literally. We fought this cloud so we could uh, uh, find this guy, basically. Yeah. I like that episode where it's in the, uh, what's it called again? Like the, not the nowhere. The, the void. The void, thank they you. They just called it the void. I like that episode a decent bit. Um, bits and pieces felt a little fillery. Yeah, um, I was going to say that's probably also another episode that's kind of easy to call fillery yeah uh as nice as like the sacrifice of older loki was and stuff like that fighting the the giant fart cloud was man i don't know that's just my opinion you, you see for me like yeah like that that moment of um old loki like recreating asgard in its entirety um, that one moment like made the episode worth it to me personally. Well, I'm saying that part was cool, but like having our villain be a giant fart cloud was kind of eh, to me. I don't know. Yeah, well, in the comics, like usually when they make the villain a giant fart cloud in this stuff, it's there. It's because they don't want to have to figure out how to represent it. I, I get that's that's what it looks like in the comics. But, but yeah, this is the one time where I'm like, I'm okay with it because in the comics, it literally is just a big cloud with a face. Yeah. Yeah. Elias is just a cloud with a face. Yeah, and it wasn't bad. It's just like, uh, I don't know. They do have a high budget. 
it's a it's a Marvel TV show. They do have a high budget, but they don't have like a movie budget. Yeah. So pretty much most of those scenes were CGI, and bits and pieces of them to me looked meh. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you see, I have a I have a really strong like sp- suspension of disbelief. So like for me, it's like it, it doesn't matter if it uh kind of looks meh because for me, it's just like it's part of the story. You know, whatever. No, that's the thing. If you're telling a good story, I'm I'm all down for it. I'll play some PS2 games any day of the week. I'll, <laughs> I'll play Shadows of the Colossus on PlayStation 2, all this stuff, because it's great stories. Well, I actually and, just got Shadow of the Colossus for PS4 over the past couple of weeks. Oh, you did? I, I haven't played it yet. The, but the remaster is... Yeah, the remaster is beautiful. I I have it. It's been sitting on my shelf for a while. Yeah, it's it's one of those games I've been wanting to play for like my entire life and just never have. It's it's one of those things where it's like there's no other game like it, and it's weird that there isn't anything that's tried replicating it or at least like copied it. Why not copy it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just weird that there's it's one of the very few games where it's like roam this land mostly to slay only 16 enemies, but each enemy giant boss, it's awesome. It, it's yeah. big yeah, it's, and all this. There's it, no other the game. game like nothing but boss fights. Yeah. 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 It, there's no other game like that where it's nothing but boss fights and it's like roaming and it's kind of like quiet until you get there. As well as like the scale of those enemies once you finally get to them. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird that there hasn't been any company that's like, hey, like, there, this is like the only game like this. Why not copy? Yeah. Yeah. And like the uniqueness of all 16 Colossi. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how like the, the variations in their size can make it so that like you could be fighting one in an arena or one yeah. could just be the arena. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I've seen a lot on the game. I just have never played it myself, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah, it's awesome. You'll you'll have a a good time. But yeah, you were talking about the visual quality of the effects in the Yeah, I, I'm saying like I I'm someone that like I I typically don't get like if I if I pick on visual quality, it's usually like a, a tiny little nitpick that I'm doing. Yeah. Because ultimately, I care about story compared to that. I played a game called Thomas is Alone, where it's about blocks. Like, like you're a square. Yeah, It's like a platform game, and you're a square, and you're with a rectangle. There's no faces or anything like that. But it had a great story. You're just playing as these... Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great story. Like, you can have simple, like, art style or, or simple... Uh, 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 vision essentially. If the story's good, though, then I, I'm not gonna like. I'll I'll still play it. I'll I'll love it. Um, yeah. That that whole episode though was just kind of fillery for me. It was a lot of like lights and standing yeah. and a lot a lot of just kind of Loki's interacting with each other. Yeah, not much going on. Yeah, I mean it's not bad. I'm just saying, like, compared to the other episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but once we finally uh, uh, go through the fart cloud to see um, 
last man standing. Um, <laughs> once we finally do that. <laughs> it was Tim Allen the whole time. <laughs> what are you guys doing in my palace? Get out of here. You can't just walk into my home. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Light, you're to the rescue. Oh, oh, each each multiverse is a different uh, character of Tim Allen. So that's what yeah. it is. <laughs> that, that's the Kangs. So one of the yeah. Kangs is Buzz Lightyear. One of the Kangs is uh, uh, Tim Allen whenever he got busted for drugs. Yeah. Um, one of them is uh, uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. One, one of them's his character from Last Man Standing. One of them's Santa Claus, bringing it back around. Yeah, one is the. Uh, <laughs> oh, those are like very close universes. One is Santa Claus from Santa Claus Two. Um, the other one's Santa Claus Three. Yeah, I can't remember more Tim Allen movies. With him. <laughs> so wait, so wait, 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 wait. Each, each Santa each Claus movie. movie gets its own Tim Allen variant, even yeah. though they're all the same timeline. Yes. Well, well. I know there was some time yeah. stuff in the third one. I was going to say, there's time stuff in the third one. But if it was still, like, his same, like, consciousness carried over from, like, realities, it's like the whole I wish I was never born thing. Um, so, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like uh, the, the fourth Shrek movie. Yeah. <laughs> where he, he regrets his, like, whatever and yeah, wants, yeah, yeah. wants his powers back. Yeah. Or uh, It's a Wonderful Life when he wishes he was never born. So that yeah. angel shows him what life would be like if he was never born. And he finds out that literally everyone in town would be miserable if he wasn't there to be a good person for no reason. Yeah. You got Tim Allen from Wild Hogs. It's, it's basically, it's basically like, it's a wonderful life. I, I understand the message behind it, but also like, it's a little, it's a little sad when you take into consideration the fact that like this man's purpose in life is to be a good person to everyone around him and just absorb everyone's like ambient misery so that everyone around him can be a better off. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you think about it that way, it's a bit depressing, but, yeah. but I do, I do get the message behind the movie though. I still think it's a good movie, but it's a wonderful yeah. life. It's a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But yeah, so Loki and, uh, I'm blanking right now. I'm so tired. What was the girl's name again? Sylvie. Sylvie. I, that that wasn't like discredit to them or anything. I like yeah. her character a lot. I literally <laughs> love it blanking. I was um, going to say like one of like three and a half named characters in the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loki and Sylvie, whenever they go into uh, the fart cloud and they see the person, we, we basically knew it was going to be Kang. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. I like it and I don't like it. I don't like it in the sense that like, I, I expected them to like, uh, like everyone's thinking it's Kang and they're like, no, no, dumb, dumb. It's not Kang. It's this person or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It, that, that was like a minor complaint for me. Um, ultimately, I like it more than my Loki theory. But, oh, yeah. Uh, Though but the I, idea that it would have been just a Loki variant is also super interesting, and I would have loved to see them go for yeah. it if they thought of it. I, I ultimately wish, like, 
okay it, it's it's weird because i like and dislike the decision part of me wishes that they did something different i i whatever character it is maybe the loki variant maybe something else someone else just because everyone was saying oh it's it's going to be king like it's obviously going to be king yeah uh, because like the biggest thing with the the show was like that hype of yeah. of like leading to oh who's over the tva who's over the tva and like Kang seemed like such the simplest answer because by episode two or three, that's what most of the most of the fan theories were. It was like, oh, Kang's over the TVA. Yeah, and, and I feel like and you see the reason I initially was like so staunchly digging my heels in and rejecting the idea that it would be Kang is because um, everybody like piled on the Kang fan theory after like episode one or two for no other reason than the fact that the show has to do with time travel. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, it's time travel, so Kang's involved. Um, and I'm like, no, that's the, that's the same argument people made for Mephisto being in WandaVision. Oh, it's magic, so Mephisto's involved. It's yeah, like, yeah. And so, like, I was I was kind of digging my heels in and being like, no, it's not just going to be Kang just because it's time travel. And to be fair, it wasn't Kang just because it was time travel. It was Kang because he fits. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in my opinion... Like, I, I understand, um, like, I'm not too happy with the fact that, like, they waited until the last episode to introduce him. And to be honest, be, no matter who it was going to be, it would have been probably a little annoying because they waited until the last yeah. episode to even introduce the character. But yeah. in my opinion, the fact that instead of it being this huge conflict, they just sat down and talked with him for an hour made, oh, no, I, I like made it that. more worth it because then they built him up more. Yeah, yeah. I like that aspect of it, how, like, it's it's Kang, but it's not who you expect as Kang. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. I, I loved, so here's one thing I'll say about the whole Kang thing that I loved. I loved um, that version of Kang. Um, I mean, we're going to see multiple different versions of Kang. Yeah. But I love that version of Kang, how, like, most of the episode is just sit down, talk. Um, one thing I forgot to mention, I love the beginning of the episode where it was all, it was playing the credits, like the, the Marvel role. It was playing the Marvel role, and you yeah. heard all the Marvel voices. And then it showed the, the, the timeline, like the stream going across. I thought that was really cool. Like, like just showing that like the the not the nexus of time because the nexus events that's whenever it was like branching off the timeline yeah basically the the timeline yeah basically um i thought that was really cool i like i like kang as the character i like the the what it's showing will happen in terms of like um there's going to be multiple Kangs. This is, is basically, basically Loki is the show. What's going to start the next big thing pretty much. That's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm kind of annoyed slash don't like that. The ending is essentially like, like we talked about this in a previous episode. It felt a lot like a commercial to phase four. 
because it was Kang and because of how it ended. But I also uh, contradict myself by saying that, by saying at least they said season two is coming soon. Okay, so for me, um, a lot of uh, some of the, like, annoyances for us in terms of, like, this feels like a commercial for Phase 4 type thing um, does kind of come from the fact that uh, we follow all of, like, Marvel's, like, big announcements and, like, all their media stuff saying, like, here's what's going on, here's who's casting things, and here's here's what's happening, pretty much, right? Um, like, we follow this stuff outside of the context of the story itself. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, like, as a casual viewer, which is, like, the majority of people that are seeing this, that was a, a good reveal. Because yeah. they don't know who Kang is, they don't know any of the backstory, they don't know what is coming because they've announced Kang and all that. They don't know all that stuff. Yeah. So this was probably a, a pretty good reveal for most people. Yeah, for, for the casual Marvel viewer who just kind of keeps up with the universe because they enjoy it yeah. um, and doesn't really pay attention to anything going on outside of it in terms of like announcements and things like that, they probably just view it as like, oh man, that's a crazy setup for season two of this show. Um, yeah, yeah, They're probably not thinking like, oh man, that's a crazy setup for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp and and all that stuff. They're they're thinking like, oh wow, next season's going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Which as it is, we're probably going to be getting season 2 of Loki before the next Doctor Strange movie anyway, right? Yeah, how, early, how early next year is that? Hang on, I have, I have a thing right in front of me. I can look this up. Uh <laughs> And and Marvel because they're this this multi-billion dollar company, they have the right people doing the right thing, writing the right stuff to where like any little thing where I'm like, ah, I don't really like that. They, they are then like, Hey, but here. And an example of that was the announcement at the end credits of Loki season two will be coming soon. Okay. Whenever that happened, I was like, okay, so it isn't just a commercial for, for uh phase four. Yeah. Okay, so um, the next Doctor Strange movie is coming in March, so that probably will be before the next season of Loki. Okay. So, yeah, there's going to be a whole Doctor Strange movie between Loki seasons, but um, we don't know how much Loki is going to be in this next Doctor Strange movie or how much of an impact it's going to have anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm happy that of all these shows, Loki's the first one to be announced for a second season. Um, yeah, like I, said, yeah. I think it's the best one. And also, Loki as a character, I think, works really well when he's got a lot more room and basically his own show to operate in. Yeah, and and with this one, like, it fits perfectly for there to be a season two because WandaVision, it pretty much had a conclusion. Yeah, you can only do that for one season. Yeah, exactly. Falcon Winter Soldier had a conclusion. Your continuation will be Captain America 4. Um, and this, like, if it wasn't announced that there'd be a season two, there would be disappointment in me and a few others in the thought of, like, at the end of the day, it does kind of just feel like a, a commercial for Phase 4. But since there's an announcement of season two, then all of that is cleared away. So I was like, okay, Marvel, you know what you're doing. 
keep at it. Yeah, yeah. WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier like had their endings. They were both yeah. bridging points for the characters involved um, between the previous saga and the new one. And yeah. Loki, like you said before, had it just ended the way it had, it would feel incredibly incomplete. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, for those in the know, it would just feel like a commercial for a bigger thing. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that like that season two was announced and we get to see more crazy Loki stuff. Um, now the thing is the, cause it has been confirmed again, that Loki is going to be in the next Dr. Strange movie. So one thing I'm kind of wondering is, is it going to be our Loki or is it going mm-hmm. to be a different Loki? Yeah. If it point. is our Loki, um, where is that going to leave him for next season of his show? Because anyone who just watches straight from season one to season two, like in the future, uh, is going to be a little confused if our Loki goes on like a whole adventure with Doctor Strange between seasons. Yeah, it would have to be one of those things where like, if he did go on a little adventure with Strange, like ultimately it doesn't affect him in terms of his placement at the beginning of season two, which would be a little tough since you're dealing with time travel and multiverse stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The whole big end of season twist for Loki is that he got dropped off in the wrong TBA. Yeah, exactly. So if he's in Dr. Strange, um, he has to play like a minor part. He can't be, I, I couldn't see him being in the movie more than 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, for me personally, um, both that, like, I could, like, I expect, like, a very, a very short, like, stint with the character in the movie to begin with. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of hoping that it's, like, it's a different Loki. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that it's a Loki that they can do literally whatever they want with for that movie yeah, so that um, our Loki is unaffected. Yeah, if it's a different Loki, you can have him in the movie as long as you want, but... If it's this Loki, you have to, I don't know, you can barely use them. Yeah, because they've, al- they've already um, covered through the Loki TV show that Loki is one of the most variable entities in the multiverse. Like, he can be anything in any timeline. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you can have a Loki that you can do whatever you want with. And it makes yeah. sense that it's Loki of all people because he's the most like wild card being in the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not like, yeah, it is kind of a coincidence, but everything's a coincidence. Um, so like, like it's not totally a coincidence, like an unbelievable coincidence that it would be a Loki showing up to help. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one of those things where they're just using a recognizable face because they can. It's one of those things where like they're using Loki because it's already been confirmed He's like one of the weirdest anomalies in existence. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, now, I guess let's get into our assessments of uh, uh, performances because I kind of want to talk about that. Okay. Uh, for, it, for my money, this is the single best job Tom Hiddleston has done with Loki as a character. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, he is really, like, flexing his acting chops through this show. Oh, yeah. 
Like yeah, it's, the, it's, it's the most nuanced Loki's ever been as a character since basically the first Thor movie. It's the most complete he's been as a person. And the way Tom Hiddleston acts him is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's perfect. I mean like pretty much like the the likable or or not likable, more like um in-depth character that you see of Loki before this is like the Loki that's in like Thor Ragnarok, but not a ton because most of that's comedy. Um, you get some humanity with him in uh, uh, Infinity War before he dies, but like that's kind of it. So this one definitely expands uh, Loki as a whole, even though it's a different Loki. Um, it does a really good yeah. And that, that the uh, Sophie girl, I thought she did a really good job. I, I know she's oh Sylvie, yeah. You're never gonna get that name right. I, I'm never gonna get it. Sylvie, like call her Sylvia or something. Like I don't know. I, I get it. I get it. You have to have the E, Loki, Sylvie. I get it. But <laughs> have have a regular name, not a nickname. Um. I don't, so, I don't think it's a nickname. I think Sylvie's an actual name. Usually it, it is, but usually it's Sylvia. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But, like, also, Sylvie's just, like, a name that exists. <laughs> whatever. She's, she's hated now. I don't hate her, but she's hated by many people. Oh, um, yeah. Say, like, it's the same, you know, BS that people complained about Star-Lord with in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, They're that like, was oh, one of the because because I never like felt that after watching it, but then like no. I saw an article of like Sylvie's now hated more than Star Lord. I was like, oh wow, why? Didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, because people are stupid. It's like, I'm like, have you never in your life had something that you've wanted for your entire life that you would do anything to have? Like, literally anything. This woman's life was stolen from her as a child for no reason. Uh, and she's been living centuries, right? This, she's an immortal being. So she's been living centuries on the run, again, for no reason other than the fact that some, like, organization just decided she was wrong about something. Yeah. And, and, and she wanted revenge on the party responsible and she found him and she had the opportunity to kill him do people just not understand what human motivation is yeah like she's been bitter and vengeful and angry for literally like 1500 years oh yeah like yeah. she's not just going to drop that just because the the guy uh who took her life from her as a child just says like like keeping keeping me alive and replacing me is important yeah People are stupid. <laughs> like, I, I try not to get emotional about this stuff because it is just fiction in the end. But at the same time, it's like, it makes me angry how little people think about literally anything. Yeah. Because it's like, just just half a second of critical thought will, will bring you to the conclusion that like, oh yeah, her, like her life was literally just taken from her. Just, for, yeah. just taken for no reason. She was abducted from her home and then nothing was ever explained to her. For no reason. And by the time she got the chance to ask, nobody even cared enough to tell her why. So, yeah. it's just... 
So like, yes, that's going to make people angry enough to, to like kill someone regardless of their logical explanation for why they shouldn't be killed. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't matter how well prepared he who remains his argument was Sylvie, regardless of like the emotions involved is always going to be 100% justified in my mind for doing what she did. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason for her not to do what she did. Yeah. Yeah. With the character, it makes complete sense. Like, and if, if we were put in her position with her life, pretty much the same outcome would happen. Um, I think people forget to do that, to think about like the character's perspective, um, like putting themselves in other people's shoes. That's, that's just life in general. Um, yeah, it's, it's like when people got mad at Star-Lord for doing what he did. When I was in the theater thinking like, oh, that's a stupid thing to do. But I was never like mad at the character because firstly, it's in character for him. Secondly, he just found out that the probably the first woman he's ever genuinely loved in his life has died. Yeah. So no, like, of course he's going to react emotionally and not really think about anything in the moment. Yeah, what you just said is, is the perfect way to describe it. You can think in your head like, oh, that was a stupid decision. But at the end of the day, you still understand like, okay, as that character, as what they went through, it makes sense. You can still, you can still have both. You can still say that was a dumb decision, but I understand why they did it. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and that's like my thought process in both cases is these characters made emotional, unintelligent decisions in the moment. But I still understand, like, 100% the motivations behind each decision. And it's one of those things where, like, people people need to stop. Because the problem with Marvel movies is people have started viewing them in the wrong order. Like, like, And when I say wrong order, I mean in terms of, like, the mechanism of it all. People have started to view the characters as pieces in the larger machine of the plot. Um, when what you should be doing is viewing the plot as the result of decisions made by characters. Yeah. Like that's because, because yeah, there, there have been some less than stellar Marvel movies in the past where things happen because plot demanded, but the best Marvel movies like infinity war and Endgame, uh, captain America, winter soldier and the TV shows like Loki, um, aren't plots happening to characters they are characters making plots happen yeah yeah and that's the way it's supposed to be written like i yep. and that's and that's the way it is written with loki like sylvie causing the multiverse to come into existence by killing he who remains is it, like that didn't just happen because it's what marvel wants to do next it happened because uh Sylvie's motivation for the entire series, for her entire multi-century long life, has been to kill this one guy, regardless of yeah. the consequences, and that's what she did. Yeah. So yeah, like pe- people just view stories incorrectly now, and I blame cinema sins. <laughs> yeah, Ding. Uh... Sorry, go on. No, no, no. You're good. I'm just very no, I'm very bitter about how like the discourse around stories has devolved into stupid cinemasins esque nitpicking 
and and in in mechanical whining over the past yeah. decade. Yeah. Because like, because you and me, we we talk about stories the right way. We we think critically the right way, right? And I I feel like we're like the only ones. There's a decent bit out there, but uh, like part of it is not a lot of them want to talk about it because you have all these other people that are like raising their flag with the not the wrong opinion, but like the 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 opinion that didn't have a lot of thought in it. They're raising their flag on that and they're speaking super loud about that to where it's a little frightening to try to like disagree with that in an open like argument, like a a public argument because there's so many people that agree with that. Yeah, no, I will start a barroom fight over some of this stuff. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm not afraid. Come and get me people. No, no. I'm just like stating (laughs) the mass people's uh, reasoning. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, again, like people have like unfortunately started just viewing uh, these characters as like pieces in a machine, and but that's not what they are. Characters and like machine like, stories are not machines, and characters are not cogs in the machine. Stories are stories, and the uh, characters in them are the ones making the stories happen. And and people just... I, I feel like everyone's forgotten that. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's, it's a little bit of everything. I think it's just real world is becoming much more cynical and so now it's bleeding over into everything else yeah anyway we were supposed to be talking about the acting for this section not uh acting good (laughs) acting good okay um i do specifically want to ask what did you think of uh owen wilson's performance as mobius I thought he did pretty good. This is probably one of his best performances in a very long time. Yes. I really liked Owen Wilson as Mobius. I have one criticism for his performance as the character, though. Okay. It felt like he whispered 90% of his lines. Yeah, I think... And that's not even... I don't even know... Well, it is a direction problem, because they could have told him not to do this. I think it's just an Owen Wilson... uh, work because he does that with a lot of his movies yeah because he does have a very soft voice he's a very soft-spoken man um like naturally but uh i i feel like he probably could have just like and you can hear him just fine because you know he's got you know mics on him and all that when they're recording but um like at the same time though it's like just the sound of like everyone else is speaking at a normal volume and it feels like he's whispering and it's just like I, i i feel like he could just kind of speak up a little bit more 
and also we can hear them from like because of the mics and all that stuff we're watching it on our tv but if you're thinking of like what if you were in the actual room with them what if you were loki or whatever character could you even hear him in that conversation yeah right <laughs> like he, he's just because he says something he's like man and he'd be like what yeah the, like like the tva lady she's like maybe like 25 feet across the room and he's yeah, she just across that entire office from him in that la- in that last yeah. episode when he starts yeah. talking to her and he's just talking to her like that and she's not going to say what what'd you say speak up like and he's like you betrayed me i just <laughs> uh, what I can't. I have a train to meet. What did you say? You need to come closer. No, you need to come. Like, this isn't a trap. Come closer. (laughs) I have a weapon. You have a what? (laughs) (laughs) He just activates, like, the pruning stick, and she's like, oh, okay. You have a weapon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it was all a part of his plan to get closer so he could prune her. Ah, yeah. <laughs> he does that. He does that with all the people he prunes. That's how he gets them to <laughs> to get close to him. Also, my second big criticism that I hope they fix for season two with, concerning uh, Owen Wilson's character is um, he didn't say "wow" even once. Yeah, the whole season. So, like, he needs to say it at least twice next season to make up for that. Yeah, because of that, Loki gets one star. Yeah, one star until I hear Owen Wilson deliver his iconic wow. No, I I could almost see them, like, legit doing that, but it'll be, like, for a big moment. It'll be, like, whenever he finally sees, like, his wife from, like, before, like, going on a jet ski by him, and he's like, his wife in the 90s drinking a Josta. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what he's drinking through the whole show is Josta. Yeah, yeah. So um, the, a lot of people figured out that like he's probably from like the, the 90s because A, the jet ski thing, and B, he's drinking Josta through the whole thing, which was only around like for a short time in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not Asgard. That's my salad. So much I want to eat that. <laughs> that was an awesome bit. I love that. Yeah. Also, where did Casey go after episode two? Casey, the guy behind the desk. What's a fish? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, it and most of them were like joking theories, but there were some theories like, "Oh, Casey's the <laughs> <laughs> guy behind the TVA." Yeah, yeah. That would have been epic. But um but yeah, like I thought Casey was going to be like the token comic relief character who stuck around through the whole adventure, but he was just in the first two episodes. Yeah, that is weird, like because I'm thinking about it in writing stance, like why have him if he's only in the first two episodes? I mean he did like he did very much like serve his purpose for the first episode. Um He did, but like he if you're going to have him show up like more than one episode, like you don't have to have him in every episode, but maybe have him like a little appearance, like, like he does in 
uh, like episode two and stuff like yeah. five seconds of him saying something while owen wilson is talking with loki or whatever you could have that in like episode four five or six i don't know those are that's a weird thing you mentioning that makes me think like yeah it's weird that you don't at least have him brought up at least once or at the end whenever owen wilson or not owen wilson uh loki goes back to the tva it's a different tva a different universe he, he could just have like an interaction with him like he bumps into him and he says something and uh casey's like what what are you talking about and then just keeps going i don't know like yeah yeah um now i i am assuming casey is probably going to show up a little bit more in season two um i hope so at least but yeah it just kind of yeah. felt weird because like he felt like he was kind of going to be like the darcy character like that, yeah. that comic relief sidekick who kind of tags along for some of the smaller bits. Yeah. Because, like, as as a side character, Casey made a pretty strong first impression. Yeah. Which is weird that he didn't show up in any of the other episodes. He doesn't, yeah. obviously, he doesn't have to show up in the void and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm on saying, the screen. I'm saying, like, literally that last scene I was talking about, like, one line bumping into Loki, you could do that. Just, like, assuring people, like, oh, yeah, remember Casey? Yeah, we didn't forget about him. The writer didn't. It's really only the episode that would, the only episode other than the first two that would have had time for it, given how the plot played out. Yeah. So, yeah, like, one little bit right at the end where Casey doesn't recognize Loki or something. Because I'm, I'm not bashing the writers or anything i'm not like a amazing writer i'm an amateur writer but as an amateur writer i notice in some of my writing sometimes i'll forget i'll go back to it and fix it but sometimes i'll forget i introduce something early on in like act one it's like oh i need to possibly bring that back or i need to take it out like if i'm not going to put it back i gotta take it out yeah um so it was one of those things where it's like, did the writer just forget about Casey? I don't think they forgot about Casey. I feel like they probably just didn't bring him up again because they didn't find him important. He's not important, but I'm saying like little elements like that. Like, yeah. like here's the thing. You don't have to have a, a desk guy come back. That desk guy that was like stamping or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah. You don't have to have that guy come back. But whenever someone has, like, multiple lines, you expect, like, a little something later. Yeah. 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 And and that's not a bit... That's, like, the teeny tiniest nitpick. That doesn't mean Loki is, is a, a one star because Casey <laughs> didn't say, what are you talking about at the end? Yeah. Yeah, no, Loki's a one star because Owen Wilson didn't say, wow. Exactly. That's that's why it scores so low. Yeah. In our estimation. Yeah. I'm looking forward to season two whenever there's a, a universe in the multiverse. It, it, it's a multiverse, so it can get weird. Yeah. Universes can get weird. There's a universe where Owen Wilson, they, they go to this universe to do their adventure stuff. He's there. And, like, the jet skis have, like, their jet skis are basically sharks with freaking laser beams. And he's just, <laughs> he's just on it and is like, wow, this is nice. This isn't the jet ski I remembered, but I like this one. 
Yeah. And he rolls up on a jet ski and he's like, I really like this jet ski. And Loki's like, what? I really like this jet ski. You like the... the you Wayne like the P? What? What are you saying? <laughs> you like Wayne Gretzky? What? <laughs> no, I like these shark jet skis. You like to shart jet skis? What? I, <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. I'm just going to get on the shark. <laughs> yes, that's what I want you to do. You want me to poo? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you say so, Mobius. How did you know I could do that on command? <laughs> Rare talent. Not everyone can can poo on command. Yes, that's right. Another store brand comic bit that goes right back around to Poopy. <laughs> it is canon. Loki can poo on command. Every episode, Loki goes dookie. <laughs> People always wonder whenever they see a movie and it, it the person is doing their thing for hours and hours, when do they use the bathroom? Well, we're answering that this season. We're answering that question right now. When do they do their duty? Right now. Right now is when they do their duty. As I'm staring into your eyes, Moby. Please don't. This makes me really uncomfortable. Embrace <laughs> Embrace me, Mobius. For you see, it was you all along. Well, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so Loki overall, I would say, is a win. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good show. I'm I'm looking forward to season two. So am I. Yeah, so far, like officially there are three shows and one movie out for phase four. And so out of all of the phase four stuff that's out right now, I would say Loki's my favorite. Nice. Where does Black Widow fall on that? Black Widow. I don't know. I want to say Black Widow's probably tied with the others for second favorite right now for Phase Four. I guess. No, you got you. Like it's all for the most part, it all kind of floats in a nebulous. I like it all sort of space. Yeah. Um, and then like favorites rise to the top as it goes on. So we'll see how things are as they go. I got you. I just gotta wait for the for the cream to rise to the top. Cream of the crap. Oh yeah. Snap into a Loki. Snap into the spice. That's uh that's Earth two six one six. It's um how there's different Loki's. That version of Loki is uh a Macho Man Randy Savage Loki. Just a second. 
you're seeing if there's an Earth 2616. Oh, I'm fairly certain there's an Earth 2616. I'm seeing what it is. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Earth 2616. Um, okay, well, it pulled up 616 first. Because 616 is the main Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing what 2616 is from what I'm just saying. I'm trying to figure it out. No, stop doing that. List of all universes. That's oh, man. I don't, know that the, I don't know that there is a 2616. Yes. I don't so, think they detailed so it. could be right. Alright, so yeah, so 2616 Loki is like Macho Man Randy Savage there. Ooh, Earth 2616. That one is like every um, Marvel character is replaced with a WWE wrestler. Like they're, it's an amalgamation of, of a WWE wrestler and one of those superhero characters. Was Macho Man ever in the WWE? Uh, he was like in the WWF, I think, before because yeah, I I know there's a bunch of different wrestling federations that I don't keep track of. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which I think to, the, we would probably have to ask Clay. Yeah, I think the WWF, if that's what it's called, I think it became the WWE. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, Clay's the wrestling guy. So if we ever want to do a wrestling episode, we'll have to bring him on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. If you remember back when we were doing the D&D podcast, my character, uh, Macho Hulk Man Savage. Yeah. The big tabaxi guy. He was yeah. uh, he was supposed to be obviously an amalgamation of Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, and if he ever had a chance to fight beside you or if you guys ever fought him, I had built his character sheet. Because there's a YouTube channel I watch called Tulak the Barbarian. I think I've talked about him on here before. Uh, where yeah, he, yeah. Makes, he makes character build videos based on existing fictional characters and he has one for incineroar from pokemon um so macho hulk man savage would have been based on incineroar which is why i made him a tabaxi yeah yeah because incineroar is like a like a wrestler pokemon um specifically uh he's he's referred to in the pokedex as the heel pokemon which means he's like as a wrestler he's like one of the bad guys Oh, okay. Because uh, the way that like wrestling terms work is like heel is like the bad guy, but like a face is like a good guy. Um, so like when you hear phrases like heel turn or face turn when referring to wrestling or fiction, that's that's um, referring to like changing sides, like changing your moral stance. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So like in Dragon Ball, Vegeta starts as a heel, but he makes a face turn during the Namek saga. Yeah. When they're fighting Frieza. And then like Frieza, he makes a temporary face turn during um, the tournament, tournament of power in Dragon Ball Super, but then goes back and makes a heel turn again to being the bad guy for like Super Broly and all that. Oh, okay. That's kind of how that works. I learned I learned all these terms from uh, uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf. Mm-hmm. If you ever watch his videos, good videos. Talented young man, that one. With editing. 
I'm drinking root beer right now. Nice. I'm. I have nothing to drink. Oh no! So you're gonna have to be like Bear Grylls and drink your own pee. Drink my pee. On Ted Bear. Mobius, watch this. Watch me drink my pee. Please don't. Don't make me watch. Don't make me watch you drink your pee. Mobius, when did you get an accent? Sorry, I forgot which character I was. I mean, uh, um... Don't, don't, don't make me watch you drink your pee. I don't want to watch you drink your pee. Am Mobius, I even picking up when I do that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, just Mobius, making sure. With you, with you whispering like that, it, it seems like you do want me to drink my pee. No, I don't. I really don't, please. You sound like you want to. Come on, bring it up above a whisper at least if you're going to scream. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> yeah, just a whisper scream. Help, help me, someone help me. He's being on me. I'm drowning. I'm drowning, help. I'm going to need a jet ski to get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how annoying that is to listen to for the listener. No, I'm, I'm sure completely. <laughs> sure, I'm sure they hate it. <laughs> uh, but that's a part of the fun. Yeah. You get to enjoy pee talk. Yeah, and us whispering. Yeah. For minutes on end. We'll just have one podcast where it's nothing but whispering. Yeah, the ASMR episode. Yeah. Let's never do that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh uh how um how like they explore things with like Loki and Sylvie okay. once uh oh was that your angry doggy? Yeah, it's my uh, my Loki dog. Okay, sh- sh- you gotta Loki show Loki. the class. Show her to everybody. Here's my Loki dog, everyone. It came from uh, that universe right next to the crocodile Loki universe. Or the alligator Loki that universe. It seems statistically unlikely that the two animal universes would be right next to each other. Yep, but they are. <laughs> but, um, Look, I, I didn't make the universes. I didn't make the rules. That's just how it popped out. So yeah, for me, um, I'm interested to see the direction that like Loki and Sylvie will take as individual characters, but also like what their relationship is going to look like come season two. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, obviously things are going to be different. Sylvie just made Loki's life a lot harder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. 
So. Yeah. I'm actually looking at some interesting stuff about casting here. Um, so Hunter B-15 uh, Wunmi Musaku's character. I think that's yeah. how you Wunmi Musaku uh, is her name. Um, apparently, according to the Wikipedia entry here, um, the character was originally written as a man, but after her audition, they just you know they gave her the part because um the character's gender had no impact on the way they had to be portrayed huh i find that to be pretty neat yeah that's pretty cool and you see for me that's um whenever i talk to people because like I, i always hear that like apparently it's difficult for male writers to write female characters and i genuinely have no idea why that is the case um because for me, it's like all you have to do is just write a character the way you would write any other character. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And just say that they're a woman, and it's really that simple. Yeah. <laughs> if you just write women the same way you write men, I don't really think there's a whole lot of an issue there, unless you're writing something like a historical drama where, yeah, yeah. where uh, it, you're trying to maintain that accuracy of like the roles that men and women have played throughout history. Yeah, that are a big part of your movie is dealing with like the specific stuff that a man goes through or specific stuff that a woman goes through. Yeah, yeah. Unless like the story or character is about those things, I don't think writing men or women should be any harder or easier than the other on the gender of the characters. It really is as simple as like just write a character and assign them a gender. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so like, and Hunter B15 is a perfect example for that because I can actually imagine had that character been played by a man, they would be no different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, and I think Mosaku, um, did a really like good job with that role as well, like portraying that, like, not just like the stern, like, get it done type of commander type that the uh that she starts the character with but also that like progress and her asking questions and trying to find out who she really is sort of thing yeah yeah um leading up to her turn against the timekeepers um uh i uh i thought that was an interesting character arc for that character Okay, I was looking at the cast now. You had mentioned looking at the cast. I'm looking at them now. I think the reason I kept saying like Sophie or Sophia instead of Sylvie is at some point I must have seen the actress's name because her name is Sophia. Okay, yeah, that might be it. Also, that thing you were talking about with um, Casey not showing up in um, the end... Yeah. He apparently did. Like because, in a deleted scene? or No, no, like he's in it. Because it says oh, here, it? okay, Eugene Cordero as Casey, a TVA receptionist. Cordero also portrays Hunter K5E in the new TVA scene at the end of the season. 
Hold on a second. So the alternate Casey is one of the hunters. This will load. All right, hold on. I'm going to that scene. All right, let me see. We're getting to the bottom of this listener. Let's see. Yeah, this is this is uh, guerrilla journalism right here. Yeah. <laughs> For a thing everybody probably already knows. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, blah blah blah, talky talky. Ah, dang it. Yeah, it, it could be completely right. There's so many guards that run by. He could just have a mask on. Okay, you win this round, Casey. <laughs> we'll get you next time. Yeah, next time we'll get you. Those, yeah. those little paperweights that you call infinity stones. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, I. It's not gonna help if I get those. It's not like it'll do anything to you. I'll get you somehow. I'll get Loki to pee on you. Ugh. Ugh. You you don't want him to do that. It's, it's really gross. Yeah, you don't want him to do that. Trust me, I've had that. What? <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I was once brown haired, but now I'm blonde because of his pee. You've been bonded because of the peas? I'm gonna go in this. <laughs> so I'm looking at a uh, uh, the um, I'm looking deeper into the article about the Loki TV show on Wikipedia. And I don't mm-hmm. think it's totally updated um, because it keeps saying like the suit. Okay. Oh no 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 oh, no! It has been updated. Never mind. Because okay, because it says the series was expected to, so I thought it said the series is expected to for a minute. But anyway, um, but one of the bits in here says the series was expected to follow Loki as he pops up throughout human history as an unlikely influence on historical events. That didn't happen. I was gonna say that's what everyone thought would happen. Like, because cause everyone thought it was going to be like, oh, Loki's going to be time traveling and stuff. Like, a lot of people thought the D.B. Cooper thing would be like this big, grand thing that would happen in like episode three, four, five, or six, or whatever. Yeah. It'd be like a, a plot element. But yeah. no, it was just like a joke. Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the interesting thing about the show is it's not at all what anyone was expecting. Everybody still uh, seemed to enjoy it quite a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not at all what anyone was expecting because it is about time travel, but it, I'm going to be honest, it barely does anything with the time travel part. Of oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like the, yeah, it's more about like, I don't know, multiverse type stuff, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more, um, because it's like, so like Doctor Who, that's a time travel show, right? But it's not really about time travel, it's just kind of yeah, about yeah. the adventures they go on with time travel. So like it's kind of what Loki felt like is like time travel was an element of it, but like it felt like Doctor Who, 
where it's yeah, more yeah. Just, uh, a, like a bunch of crazy adventures happening in this big, boundless cosmic universe. Yeah. Brandon, plugs and recommendations yeah. right now, or I will contain you in like some sort of weird stasis liquid sort of jelly inside of a tube that will keep you semi-conscious for centuries on end so you'll be able to experience all that time passing but you can't do anything about it wait so i'm my like my conscience isn't in like a computer program no no you're like you're you're in your body and you're in like a stasis and you're just experiencing the passes passage of time without being able to do anything that sucks. It does, <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah. Worse than death, I would, yeah. I would think. That'd be awful. Yeah, so give me plugs and recommendations right now where it happens. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Disney Comics, D-I-S-M-A-Y Comics on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, either today or tomorrow. I'll have to see how I feel later today. Today or tomorrow, I'm going to finally uh, box up all the comics and stuff and start shipping them out. Yeah, I've got all the materials and all that stuff. And I have the next few days off from work. Cause I've been going at it pretty tough, like the past three or four weeks. So I need a little breaky. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to finally having my copy of, of gallows, man. Yes. I'll be shipping those out and they'll be going through, uh, uh, priority mail, so whenever I ship them out, they should arrive to people's doors within a week. Um, so yeah, there's that. The Gallows Man will be shipped out soon. Um, still working on some other comic stuff. It's been going kind of slow, though, because I've mostly been focused on, like, Gallows Man issue 2 and different stuff, and plus I've just been busy with work. Um, but recommendations... Um, I recommend you go out and spend three to four hundred dollars plus tax on an Oculus Quest Two. <laughs> because VR is awesome. <laughs> I wanna live here. Yes, it's it's amazing. I've I've experienced VR before because I've uh I've went to the mall because if yeah. you go to the mall nowadays, there's usually like a VR setup at like almost every mall. Um, and I went to the mall as like a event for like my youth kids. And we, we played a couple games, like a couple zombie games and stuff. And I was like, man, VR is awesome. Because I've wanted to have a VR headset since the PlayStation VR was announced. And that was yeah. like six years ago or something. Um, but uh, I never got around to it because it just seemed like so much in terms of money as well as like setting up and all that stuff. With yeah. Oculus Quest 2, it's just the headset and the controllers. Like, there's no wires or anything. It's amazing. It's all built in. You buy your crap through the headset or on the app on your phone. It's so simple and it's amazing. And I love it. I've been playing uh, a game called Pistol Whip. I'd mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it's basically like John Wick. Like, you're 
you're like you're just it's awesome you're just shooting <laughs> people you're, you're doing the gun foo and all that stuff yeah blasting people away to like that club music oh, in like type movies where it's like the the club dubstep ish type music and like it just feels awesome sometimes you're you're like shooting and you're going with the beat it's great um i've also played uh there's a walking dead game it's like one of the first vr games that feel like a true game in terms of like having a story and all that stuff uh i haven't beat it yet i've only played about a couple hours yeah um but it's it's so weird how real it feels and how like into it you get like like you have like you can reach over on your back and pull an axe out from your back and there's storage and you got to eat and all kinds of stuff. And you get into it. Cause I remember like, uh, I was showing my sister, I was like, watch this. And I was like tossing a knife up in the air. Cause I have Google Chrome so I can stream it onto the TV while I'm doing it okay. um, or Google cast or whatever it's called. But I was uh, throwing this knife to like each one of my hands and I threw it up and I went to grab it reaching up and I punched the ceiling fan (laughs) (laughs) not realizing it so that's why I brought it into my room because my ceiling fan is higher than in the living room Um, so so no punching the ceiling fan in my room Um, and then there's also if, if you're tired of like constantly standing up and moving and all this stuff and getting exercise, there's also some good sit down games. There's one game called Moss, which is you, I, I got a feeling you would love this game to you. I really like it. it. It's like a fantasy world game where you follow this little mouse. Her name oh, is yeah. Quill. Do what? I, I've heard of this one. Yeah. Oh, you've heard I, of it? I haven't yeah. played it yet though, but I want to. It's, it's really good. The whole fantasy element and you're like this guardian type character that's like watching over her as she's doing her adventure. You control her and stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's basically a VR platformer. Um, and it's really good. And it's, it's not short either. Like I've played at least like two hours and it's still going. I think the story's like five to six hours long or something. Is it it's VR really exclusive good. or can it be played normally? I think it's VR exclusive. Not um, You probably could play normally. I feel like normally it'd be meh. <laughs> only because only because it's it's simple controls because it has to be simple controls for VR. Yeah. Um like cuz you have like the jump button for her, you have an attack button for her and you have evade like buttons for her and then you can use your hands your hands are like these like glowing balls you can use those to like move objects for her to like jump on and stuff but what's amazing about it is like you being there and just like looking at this environment while she's like running around and you can like look around stuff or like hidden stuff for quill to get and all that I I really like that game. The more and more I'm talking about it, as soon as probably like one o'clock today, I'm gonna jump onto that and continue playing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, if if listener, if you haven't gotten VR yet, 
now's the time. Mortgage your house. <laughs> well, that's, your that's car the as collateral side. for a loan. Well, that's the plus side with the Oculus Quest too. Is like it's reasonably priced for VR. Like, it's not the uh, whatever the uh, Valve headset was, where it's like over a thousand dollars. It's yeah. not that. Like, it, it's like you can get the sixty-four gigabyte version of the Oculus Quest Two, which is three hundred dollars. Or you can get the 256 gigabyte version, which is $400. Mm -hmm. Um, I went ahead and got that one. I don't know if I needed that one, though. Because, like, the biggest game I've seen on the system is the Walking Dead game. And that one's, like, 8 to 9 gigabytes. I got that one because I just like spending money. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the feeling of money leaving my hands. Like, it going away. I just love that feeling of just like not having it anymore, just relieving myself of the burden of 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 the 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 financial burden of just having money, and just that my bank account going lower, lower, lower. I want to, but but then I want to see it get higher and higher with negative numbers. Yes. So I just need to go into the Oculus Quest store, buy every single VR game, so that that will happen. Sounds like you just need to like go to like um, a BDSM dungeon or something and for, <laughs> like for a fin dom session. Yeah, fin dom a... being short for financial domination, which yeah, is a yeah, fetish yeah. in which someone uh, derives pleasure from having their financial agency taken away from them. Yeah, yeah, which is a weird concept to me. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like, weird, but there's there's definitely people out there. Like when it comes to like that kind of gratification for people, I can understand almost anything, right? Pain, weird foot stuff, whatever. Um, financial domination is one I just do not get. Yeah, it's it's definitely an odd one. Yeah, there's 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 a weirdo out there for everything. Yeah. But yeah, the Oculus Quest 2, I highly recommend people get this. Like, get a VR headset, but if you're like, oh, I don't want to spend over a thousand bucks, just get this one. It's really good. Like, I've I've played like three or four legit games on it so far. Those were three of them. Uh, there's all kinds of other games and stuff. But yeah, I recommend that. And then couple movies i watched recently i mentioned billy madison yeah rewatch it if 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 you are tired of adam sandler and think and realize that a lot of his movies are crap yeah you're in i'm, I'm in agreement. but rewatch billy madison it is very funny get past the first 10 to 15 minutes because the first 10 to 15 minutes um it's about this very stupid guy who he has to go back to like elementary school, middle school and high school to get his high school diploma. Yeah. The first 10 to 15 minutes, he's not interacting with any kids or anything like that to where like his stupidness is like fun whenever he's like interacting with them. Before he does that, he's interacting with like regular adults and stuff. Yeah. Very annoying. Yeah. I bet. But once you get past the first 10 to 15 minutes, it's actually very funny. Um, 
And there's a lot of stuff that I didn't pick up on the years past whenever I watched it. Um, it might be one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies now. So if you're as tired of Adam Sandler as Adam Sandler is right now. Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. seems tired. Yeah. Watch watch Billy Madison. Well, yeah, he's. I'm sure he's tired. Plus, he's like, eh, every so often I need to rejuvenate myself by doing an actual serious role like uncut gems yeah it's doing like a really good job has anyone told adam sandler he's at a point in his career where it's like you don't have to keep making comedies if you don't want to like has anyone bothered yeah. telling him that like dude like you you don't have to like keep doing stuff you've, yeah. made, you've made enough money you can probably be a little choosier about your roles I think now it's like any of these comedies, it's his excuse to like where he doesn't have to pay for it. Yeah. For his family and all of his friends' families to go on vacation. Yeah, pretty much. That's what the Grown Ups movies were. Yeah, because that's basically most of the comedies he does now. They go on some like exotic area or whatever. And it's most likely because it's like, hey, I'll do the movie if like half the time we're just vacationing and you pay for it. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it seems like. And if I can bring my buddy Rob Schneider and David Spade and, and oh, Norm MacDonald now, I don't really care about you anymore. But you guys, come on. And again, Chris Rock, if he's available. Yeah, yeah. If, he, if he's not busy making better movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, Kevin James, you're enough like Chris Farley, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> see here's the thing if Chris Farley, me of an f- old friend, <laughs> if Chris Farley was still alive, you would not be in my posse. But since he's not, yeah, I need a fat guy who's kind of jovial and all that. Come on, I need a fat guy to push over, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need a fat guy to fall down every, every 15 minutes, yeah. I, I need to. I need to have my every 15 minute fat guy tipping session. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's just how, like, how they filmed it. Like, is the camera rolling? And it's like, yeah, yeah, camera's rolling, Mr. Sandler. And he's like, good. Just goes up behind Kevin James, who's like, probably like on his lunch break or something. Yeah. Like, hey, Kevin. And he's like, yeah, and Kevin, stand up. He's like, okay. I'll, what? It just, like, both hands, stiff arms, just like, <laughs> like pushes him over. Kevin James is like, whoa. <laughs> And they just cut it to make it look like he fell on his own. Yeah, yeah. You got that, right? Okay, good. Come on. We got to get out of here. He's going to be mad. (laughs) Sadler, you bastard. Again? You do this every movie. I'm sick of it. (laughs) My my shirt's stained with taco seasoned beef. They didn't treat me like this when I was Paul Blart. They treated me with respect. Respect the badge, Sandler. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you were recommending Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely watch Billy Madison. It's hilarious. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the scenes. Obviously, like the big scene that people remember in terms of humor is like whenever he's doing the uh they're doing like the trivia thing, like like school trivia, 
Yeah. And like Adam Sandler goes on like a, a three or four minute answer and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. They're like crying, weeping. And then it goes to the judge and the judge goes on like the speech and he's like, that is the dumbest thing that I have ever heard. No, no, no. That is the dumbest thing that any of us have ever heard. We all lost. I forgot what he says. It's like we all lost IQ points because of what you just said and and <laughs> I, I can't even remember it all it's hilarious though it was like uh he was pretty much like you got the answer completely wrong you earn zero points and may god have mercy on your soul <laughs> he was just <laughs> stupid stuff like that that's why but yeah, I, I highly recommend uh, rewatching Billy Madison. And then final recommendation, kind of. Um, uh, instead of Black Widow, I saw Old, um, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Um, it's good. Is it? It's good. It's not like 90s Shyamalan good, but it's good. It's not after Earth bad or the happening bad. Yeah. So so there's that. It, it's I I'd compare it to like the visit. The visit was good, wasn't great. Um, it's pretty good if you don't know anything about it. It's basically family goes on vacation. They visit this little island while they're on vacation, and this little island makes you age rapidly. Yeah. Like in one day, it's basically like fifty years. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty good. And as Shyamalan does, he has his twist. wasn't wasn't a great twist because I'm used to like I'm used to like split twists now. Yeah, now Shyamalan likes to do his giant twist now, where it's like, oh, turns out Split is secretly a sequel to Unbreakable. Um wasn't a giant twist, but was a good twist. So I, I recommend watching old. Okay. But that's that's pretty much all I got. Alrighty. And as for me, I meant to say this earlier back when it was relevant, but um, I'll just say it here now. Um, I just punched my ceiling fan out of spite. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do it by accident. There are no accidents in this house, baby. You just look up at it, and you're like, "I, I want to. You, you, your life is so easy. All you do, you just spin around, just spinning. That's it. And people give you so much praise because you keep them cool. Well, guess what? I hate you, ceiling fan. And then you punch it. Yeah, and I shred up my knuckles. Yeah, because it's usually running when I punch it. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically the ceiling fan's way of saying, you can do nothing about me. Yeah. Mere mortal. Yeah, you have no power in this realm. <laughs> so, um, anyway, <clears throat> plugs and recommendations for me. For plugs, you're already listening to it. Uh, Store Branch Comics, congratulations, you found us. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you very much for listening. Um, it's 
quite late compared to even compared to our usual lateness because we're usually about a week behind everybody else when it comes to like reviewing things. But uh, this time it's just a, it's just a wee bit later, later, a wee bit later than every than usual. Um, so yeah, but thank you for listening all the way to the end. Um, this episode I think was nice and briskly paced compared to usual for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially compared to the Tio explains Wakfu. I was not expecting that to go for four hours when we were recording. <laughs> But it just, it did. It just went for four hours. So it happens. Um, but yeah. Um, so if you enjoyed uh, listening, just, you know, whichever app you're listening on, come back next week um, and we'll be here again. We try to upload every Friday. So um, just a little hobby podcast that we do. So, you know, it's not I'm like this isn't our job. So I'm not going to ask for like you know, reviews or ratings or whatever. It really doesn't matter that much to us. We just, we just appreciate the fact that you listen. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Um, and as for recommendations, um, so I have been working my way, uh, over these past couple days through the studio Ghibli movies that I had not taken the time to watch previously. Um, so in the past two days, um that and, and listeners who you know listen every week might remember a while ago i've already seen the cat returns that's the first ghibli movie i watched beginning to end um because i believe i recommended it in one episode a while ago yeah but since then i have watched ponyo pom poco uh howl's moving castle and the wind rises and next one up for me is princess mononoke but i haven't watched that one yet but um, so I guess kind of in general, I do recommend all of them. Um, I'm not going to go in depth on all of them. Um, I, I'll, I guess I'll give you an impression of my feelings of them. Ponyo was fun and I enjoyed that movie. Um, it was just a good, fun movie. Pom Poco is a bit strange, but it did make me feel things. Um, like I felt like the swell of emotions, like right as it was ending. Um I'm not 100% certain what its message was because it feels like the message is obvious through the entire movie, but then right at the end, one of the characters like directly addresses the audience and kind of makes it feel vague. Uh, so <laughs> that's a bit that's a bit weird. Um, uh, but like other than that, Palm Poco is pretty good. Um, uh, Howl's Moving Castle uh, was awesome. I love that movie. Uh, just in, it has a great like world, um, a set like an entire set of lovable lovable characters. Like the entire cast is just very interesting, and they all feel like defined people. Um, and that's really all I have to say for Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, and I watch all these in like English dub for anyone who's wondering. So, uh, um, because I like to see the animation on the screen, and I will yeah. say. Um, like he wouldn't have been my first choice based on the appearance of the character, but Christian Bale's performance as Howell was actually pretty good. Oh, okay. That's what's crazy about seeing a lot of the uh, Studio Ghibli cast. It's like yeah. very stacked cast in terms oh, of yeah. like the, the English voices. Yeah, they like English dubs for Studio Ghibli are like a whole production. Oh yeah, they they get the celebrities that they can market to an American audience, uh, <laughs> um, 
to do dubs for those ones. But um, and then lastly, um, the wind rises is definitely my favorite Ghibli movie so far. Um, the English dub has Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the main character, Jiro Horikoshi, who was an actual person uh, who you know lived at some point in history because it's a historical drama and fictionalized biography of Jiro Horikoshi, who oh, okay. designed the fighter planes that Japan used in World War II. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and the movie was directed by Hayao Miyazaki himself. And it is well known that Miyazaki um, is a very like anti-war sort of guy. But yeah. paradoxically, loves fighter jets. And you oh. can... And like he takes every opportunity to express his love of planes in every movie he directs. Like there's always some sort of weird mechanical thing that resembles a plane in his movies somewhere. Yeah. So like, and if the wind rises, is just the ultimate expression of that because it's literally just about an aeronautical engineer um, named Jiro Horikoshi. Um, but yeah, like I said, English dub version of him is voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, his co-worker slash friend is voiced by John Krasinski. Um, his love interest in the movie was voiced by Emily Blunt. Uh, Martin Short did a voice in this movie. Um, <laughs> Werner, Werner Herzog was in it. So like, yeah, the, like The Wind Rises has a pretty stacked cast as well. Yeah. But yeah, and it's just, it's, it's about the life of this aeronautical engineer as he spends his entire career um, working towards the opportunity to just design his first like perfect plane, just his, just this one design that he wants to make. Um, And through the entire movie, he like has this recurring dream where he's speaking to this well-known, uh, Italian engineer named Count Caproni, who again is a real person that lived at some point. But uh, in the English dub, Count Caproni is voiced by Stanley Tucci. Um, okay. Who is one of my favorite actors personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, and like whenever, whenever he sees Caproni in his dreams, Caproni always asks him the same question every time. He says, is the wind still rising? Um, because like once when he was a boy, Jiro had a dream that he was just like running alongside these planes that he saw in a magazine that was written in English um, when he was younger. And he would like study English and like he had various like dictionaries that would translate different languages to Japanese. So he has like an English to Japanese dictionary growing up. And um, like he would read these uh European um, like plane magazines basically and that's how he learned about Count Caproni in the first place so he has this dream where he sees Count Caproni just riding on top of one of his plane designs then he looks down and he's like oh hey what are you what are you doing here and Jiro's like I think I'm dreaming and and Caproni's like this is my dream too and so like he invites him up on the plane and they walk on the wings while it flies and and the boy tells him like you know I'm from Japan and I want to I want to design planes too. So through the whole movie, even when he's an adult, uh, Caproni calls him little Japanese boy. Oh, okay. Um, uh, every time he has that dream about him, and yeah. 
Yeah, so like the whole movie is just about him trying to accomplish this thing that um, a personal hero of his accomplished. And over the course of the movie, he like falls in love and gets married. And like, I don't want to spoil anything like too in depth about this movie though. So I will just say like, it has a very, very like bittersweet ending. Like this is one of the movies that was able to like drive tears from me watching it. Yeah. So like I, but yeah, it's definitely my favorite Ghibli movie. And I absolutely love it. So out of all four Ghibli movies I mentioned, like The Wind Rises is the one that I will say, like, watch that before you die. Yeah, yeah. Like out of all of those, The Wind Rises should be top priority. What is so wild is I'm I'm looking on Amazon because I was going to go ahead and probably order like a, a set of, of Studio Ghibli movies. And um yeah. They don't really have like any box sets or anything. Like they have no. some, but they're very poor quality. Like I'm reading a lot of reviews and they're like poor visual quality. Yeah, yeah. That's the weird thing about Ghibli movies is like if you want good quality, like buying them individually um, is probably but the that, best way to go. Like the yeah, the, yeah. the the thing is, I hesitated to get my copy of The Wind Rises when I was at Target just looking around for movies. Um, because Target, like all the Ghibli movies they have at Target right now, are only available in like limited edition steelbook like oh. casing. And I thought to myself, like, I was going back to my like, mm, do I want the responsibility of having a potential collectible on my shelf? And I thought, <laughs> I thought like, yeah, I'll do it. So this is the only Ghibli movie that I have in that special steelbook casing. Um, yeah, and yeah. you know what? Out of all of them, I'm glad it's that one because it's one of those ones where like this is going to just be like kind of a treasured part of my collection. Now the wind rises in one night, I think became one of my favorite movies. Like it it seems like, like what you're saying, you just have to buy them all individually. That seems like such a missed opportunity though. It's a huge missed opportunity. Like how is there not a box set? People would buy this. Like you can make a limited amount and people would easily buy it. I think just back in like 2019, um, a whole bunch of Ghibli movies just had like an American theatrical run to celebrate yeah, yeah. like the various anniversaries of each movie. So like that would have been the perfect opportunity to release a box set like to coincide with that sort of thing. And I I hate that I didn't do this. I wish I had went to some of them because I, oh I, 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 I remember I remember I got to see the tale of the Princess Kaguya in the theater when I had the chance. It was the one yeah. that I wanted to see. Because there were a few that I wanted to see, mostly because, like, they're ones that I still want to see now. But to see it in theaters would have been really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm upset with myself for missing that opportunity. Yeah. I, I see, that's the problem, is it's, like, those limited things, you have to, like, dig for that. You have to go on, like, Fandango and find out about the events and all that. Yeah. Crap. I'm still, like disgustingly enraged at how limited the run for the fate stay night heavens feel movies was in america because those movies are like impossible to get in america like on dvd and blu-ray yeah Um, so like it's so like the fact that there was a theatrical run but none of it was in my area makes me like furious oh yeah because i love fate 
and the fact that I didn't get to see the Heaven's Feel movies like chaps my butt cheeks so hard. There wasn't even like a, a one day or a weekend thing. Not not in Pensacola, as far as I'm aware. No. Hmm. Yeah, if they it's weren't like in the, Pensacola. The third, one, the third one was just in AMC theaters again for a one night thing, and I looked it up, and there's nothing in Pensacola for it. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say if they're not in Pensacola, then they're not anywhere for four or five hundred miles. Yeah. Because Pensacola usually has those pretty limited release type stuff. They do. I've seen a bunch of anime movies in the theater at this point for like one week or one night events here. And like, I'm surprised that like of of all those movies, like Heaven's Feel never made it here. Those are pretty big movies. Yeah, because anytime I want to see like an Indian type movie or an animated type movie that I know is going to have an, a uh, limited release. It's usually only playing in Pensacola, and I'll usually go to Pensacola to see it. So, yeah, it's yeah. weird that it didn't even make it to Pensacola. Yeah, and I wish it had. Uh, not that I would have totally understood everything that happened in that third one had, had it been here, because like the the first two weren't here at any point as far as i'm aware but like i wish at least the third one had been so i could see like the end of the story at the very least because i feel like i can extrapolate enough information from the previous versions of fate and apply it to heaven's feel to kind of get what's going on unless the heaven's feel version of the story is so different that like you have to see all three movies to get it but i can't imagine that would be the case not not for fate yeah i don't know um, but I still want to see all three. I want to see all three Heaven's Feel movies so that I can finally see like the completed version of the Fate Stay Night storyline. Because like yeah. Unlimited Blade Works is pretty good, but it's still a, a semi-incomplete interpretation of the story. Like as far as I'm, my understanding goes from what I've heard other people say, like Heaven's Feel is the finished version of Fate Stay Night. So. Yeah. I gotta do a Tio Explains Fate episode one of these days. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But I just did Tio Explains Wakfu, so we gotta take a few more weeks before that happens. Yeah. Even though it's been a few weeks since we did that. I need a longer recovery time than that. Yeah. The audience needs a longer recovery time than that. Tio Explains Wakfu just came out. I'm now going through Fandango events, making sure I'm not missing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably start looking up Fandango events for like cartoons and stuff. Yeah. So I the can... only thing that seems kind of interesting to me is they're uh, replaying The Shining in some theaters. But oh I mean... yeah. I was never huge into The Shining. I always thought it was overrated. Yeah, like I like The Shining, but I don't really feel a need to go to the theater to see it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, so that's uh, Stormbrand Comics for the week. Um, an Oculus Quest thing. Uh, and also, what were the two movies you recommended? Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, Billy Madison and Old. Billy Madison and Old, and then um, Studio Ghibli in general, but especially The Wind Rises. Yes. Uh, that's what we're recommending for the week. Um, so yeah, uh, I have been Tio. And I've been Brandon.
And now we're not. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Do people with no pain, the people that have the, the condition where they feel no pain, do they feel diarrhea cramps? Uh, I don't know.